I'm here with Elizabeth Zalesko. We just uh, recorded a Life on the Rock with you. I wanted to have a longer conversation, a podcast. We didn't make it to your prayer, so why don't we open yeah. up with your prayer? <laughs> yeah, and I'll just I'll go the whole nine. We'll just we'll say the whole thing, Our Father, and everything. Um, so this is the prayer that um, iconographers say before they begin writing or or painting um, an icon. Glory to thee, O God. Glory to thee, O heavenly King, Comforter, Spirit of Truth everywhere present and filling all things, treasury of blessings and giver of life, come and abide in us, cleanse us of all stain and save our souls, O good one. Holy God, holy mighty, holy and immortal, have mercy on us. Holy God, holy mighty, holy and immortal, have mercy on us. Holy God, holy mighty, holy and immortal, have mercy on us. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, now and ever and forever, amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Divine Lord of all that exists, you have illuminated the Apostle and Evangelist Luke with your Most Holy Spirit, thereby enabling him to represent the Most Holy Mother, the one who held you in her arms and said, The grace of him who has been born of me spread throughout the world. Enlighten and direct our souls, our hearts, and our spirits. Guide the hands of your unworthy servants so that we may worthily and perfectly portray your icon, that of your Holy Mother and of all the saints, for the glory, joy, and adornment of your Holy Church. Forgive our sins and the sins of those who will venerate these icons, and who, standing devoutly before them, give homage to those they represent. Protect them from all evil and instruct them with good counsel. This we ask through the prayers of the Most Holy Theotokos, the Apostle Luke, and all the saints, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? That is. I just yeah. love that prayer so much. Yeah. I think what's so powerful about that is that the person who is creating the icon is saying prayers for the people that will be in front of it before they're even in front of it. Mm. Like you're just you're praying for all the people that will ever stand in homage of the thing that's being represented, the person that's being represented or the right. event that's being represented, and you're asking God to protect them and instruct them with good counsel. I just think, I think that kind of takes the, that object out of the realm of art and into the realm of, of the sacred, in a sense. Mm -hmm. it's, more, it's more spiritual in that way, where it's just, it does become sort of a, a window into heaven. I, I always hear that, like icons are windows into heaven, and that prayer, to me, makes that make even more sense. Right. You know, this is a, there's a function to this thing. It's not just like, oh, that's pretty and I'll hang it here because it looks good. Mm -hmm. But there's like an actual function to to icons, right. you know, that you don't. And as you point out, they're part of the liturgy itself. Right. right. Sometimes you venerate and, and the position has to be, you know, certain images in certain positions, right, for the Byzantine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, so there's like, um, and it's kind of, I mean, it, it's kind of the same in the Roman church too, where it's like you walk in and you expect to see a statue of Mary in a certain spa spot or, or a sacred heart image mm -hmm. in another spot. Um, we, we have a certain visual guideline too. Um, but yeah, for, for Byzantines or for the Orthodox church, they have certain, you know, feast days that have to be represented. Uh, for the Byzantine church, they'll always have St. Nicholas on, on the holy doors, uh, mm -hmm. on the icon screen rather, um, because he's the patron of the Byzantine church. Mm -hmm. uh, but so behind behind the tabernacle, there's an icon of Our, of our Lady, Our Lady of the Sign, where her arms are, are kind of opened up and Jesus is uh, in, in her womb mm -hmm. as, a, as a symbol, as a sign. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, for mm -hmm. um, they're used throughout the liturgy in a different way. So they do have to meet a certain visual criteria. It does it should right. there should be consistent from church to church in that way because yeah. they are so much a part of the liturgy itself. Right. Yeah. And I've I've grown an appreciation uh, just like in sacred art for some of the gestures and everything that are that the like the subject has that connotes prayer or humility or reverence. Um, there's one in the missal, the new the one of you know, after we had a new translation of the missal, we had mm -hmm. new missal books and they mm -hmm. had some of them had beautiful art and there's one of the Annunciation that just struck me and she's at a pray do and kind of something about the way her head is turned when the angel appears to mm. her. There's something about it that uh, it, it's like a connotes a piety that's really beautiful. Like yeah. Fra Angelico is like oh, a master of yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. if only, if only I could paint like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I love thinking about though? Um, think about like once upon a time, an image of the Annunciation didn't exist. Isn't that fascinating? Right. Like there was a person who did it first. Uh -huh. Isn't that, I mean, I just think that that's so interesting to think of. And I, I shared on the show how um, I painted that six foot painting mm -hmm. for the Augustine Institute of, of the Annunciation. And I was really looking into many, 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 I always check to see what artists before me have yeah. done, yeah. Um, either to get inspired or to, you know, steer it in one way or another. But um, yeah, Fra Angelico's was probably one of my, one of my favorites. So you painted an original work. Right? Yeah, 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 and, and it uh, it was my my own my own take on it. I mean, yeah. I kind of was taking my my place in the in the great line, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know, right, the great line right. of artists that have come before me to yeah. tackle the subject matter. Yeah, I know. I've experienced that where it just seems like you have like a little inspiration or something draws you. We talked about that on the show that you know if there's an image that draws you, you know, try to get a copy of it, a print of it, but I've experienced too, like sometimes certain images, I think God will use just to kind of give you a spark, a little oh, grace, yeah. you know? Yeah, that, uh, yeah, for sure. That's the way he works, you know? Yeah. Um, with the Annunciation though, I felt, I don't know, as, as an artist, if I, if I were to put it into words, it's kind of like um, when you read a book, you get the images in your head. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. So when somebody comes to me for a commission and they're like, could you paint St. Clair. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's like reading a book. I could just see the image that I want to paint in my head. And so when they came to me and they said, can you do the Annunciation? I just saw it. Like I, you could just see how you want it to look. Now the, the life of the artist is to get it to actually look that way that you right. could, Im you imagine it to be. <laughs> right, right. That's a, a process of yeah. uh, just getting better and better over the years to match that initial image that you had, you know. Yeah. Um, but for the Annunciation piece, I, I really wanted, um, I wanted Mary to be gentle and I love, Mary is gentle and strong all at the same time. And I really wanted that to come across. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think, it, I think I did, I think I did a real justice to mm -hmm. it. Um, and just that, that let there be light, you know, she said, let it be done unto me or I will it to be done, but, but let, let it be, you know, and God said, let there be light. And she said, let it be. And so the light in the picture comes, comes right from God to her. And so she, she's basically, um, the one that lights up the angel 
Um, I, it's kind of hard to explain if to see the mm -hmm. see the painting, but the light's coming from God, hits Mary, and then she's the thing that's illuminating the angel. It's not the other way around. It's not the angel's glowing. Mm -hmm. The angel's this glowing thing. Mm -hmm. But it's her, yes, that has brought the light of the world mm -hmm. into the world. You know, yeah, so um, that that's kind of, that's how I read into it anyway. That yeah, it's like her being the Immaculate Conception, her whole being is like yeah. a yes. To God, no sin as part of it, it's pure life. Yeah. yeah. The homily today was about, um, he mentioned the theology of the body. It was the Feast of St. Maria Goretti. Mm -hmm. But he talked about that. I thought that was really interesting. It's just the theology of the body is in our theology over and over and over again. Um, and that, you know, the, the incarnation was a theology of the body. Mary's right. body became right. a temple for Born God. Born of a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. So cool. Yeah. Anyway. To get well, too you, off track, <laughs> and I know you—you're you, a student of art history. Um, and why do you think there's more paintings of Mary than Jesus? I mean, is that she's inspired? <laughs> I mean, I know what yeah. one, one level it's like, of course. I know, but well, what do you we, think the theology of the big plan behind it, or why oh, that isn't is? That funny? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it's just because women are so beautiful. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, even you—you you look. I mean, not even just. In religious artwork, but look throughout art history, how many women have we painted? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, right. women are women are beautiful. God, right. God, I mean, men are beautiful too. Right. Um, but there's a different, obviously, a different beauty that that yeah. we have. Yeah. And I think too, yeah, like women have a special role to image the church as bride, like holiness yeah. of the bride. She's called to Mary. Certainly, is a model pattern of holiness, the Assumption, yeah. and uh, there's something just so inspiring about that that. Knights chivalry battles everything. Oh, <laughs> totally. And we just love her. I mean, Catholics yeah. love we love Mary. You yeah. know, and of course I don't need to say this, but she she just points the way. You know, yeah. it's not it's not a worship of, but I think we really do uh we really do love her. I mean on my on my website I would say the things that I sell the most are images of her, you know. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um she's beautiful and we love we love beauty. Yeah. And she is beautiful, you know. And you speak of a role like Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mm. Tell us about that growing up. The yeah, image. yeah. So I, I was raised uh, Catholic, and my my mom and dad just gave us the faith in such a beautiful way, and they really did. Um, I think we're all Catholic today because of just the way that they mm -hmm. that they uh, handed down the faith. It was such a natural. It was like water or breathing. Um, it wasn't forced, or um, you know, we really saw that it was important. Uh, so anyway, so I started to kind of lose the faith around age 11 um, for multiple reasons, but I just started to to question and kind of get quiet and um, distant and uh, started to just make bad choices as a result of that separation, I think. And one thing I, I wonder too, like being an artist, artistic tendencies, artists tend to hang together. Mm. It always seemed like there's like in high schools, there's like this dark element. I, I remember being in high <laughs> yeah. school. I, mean, I was, I was totally one of those dark kids too. I totally was. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I can remember. I mean, I was raised in the church, Sunday Catholic, everything CCD. But mm. I remember looking at like some of the poetry, the <laughs> art, these classmates. I was like, it was just. I just knew this ain't right. You know, uh, I couldn't uh, say why or exactly. Yeah, and we have to pray for those people when we see them because I was one of them. You know, yeah. and one day they're gonna be iconographers. You know. <laughs> and what is that? Yeah. What is what happens there? What? I wonder if it's just that. Um, 
and I'm generalizing to like a sort of grotesque yeah. amount, but I wonder if it's that we are, we tend to be a little bit more sensitive or emotional mm -hmm. or um, feelers, you know, because uh -huh. um, you do have to have, be in touch with that in a certain way in order to make be beautiful things. Mm -hmm. I mean, you kind of like, that's the thing with poetry, like it's like a lot of good poems are kind of like sad ones, you know, because right. I mean? it's like you're just... The person doesn't doesn't have to be that way, but right. Yeah. I mean, pain really is yeah. inspiring. For them. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. anyway, um, you kind of feel things more deeply. Yeah, I and think there's that, a lot of anguish. Yes, and, and when you're yeah. a teenager, you're just yeah. kind of hormonally, you're yeah. all sorts yeah. of off. And if you don't have that community and guidance, um, I think it's it's easy to kind of veer off track for sure. Yeah. And I have a lot of regrets. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, for sure, I could have been more of a light to other people in high school and I wasn't yeah. um, I was definitely more of a more of a darkness unfortunately yeah. you know but to go back to our lead, the story of our lady Guadalupe in my life she so my mother my mother saw that I was struggling and I guess somebody had told her like you should put an image of our lady in front of Elizabeth's room so when she leaves her room she sees and I mean it was like like right like I opened the door yeah. bam our lady Guadalupe not the full the full picture, just her loving face, right. you know. Um, and I would leave the room time and time and time and time again. And I saw my mom um, kiss the, the image also. So my mom was always a good example of piety in that way, in, in a really beautiful, natural mm -hmm. kind of way. She wasn't like, I'm going to kiss the picture now. She just did it. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. just this beautiful, right. beautiful example. Um, but so I knew that it was special. I knew that this, like, something's different about this this image. I knew. I mean, I was raised Catholic. I knew who it was. It wasn't, mm -hmm. um, you know, I knew I knew what I was looking at. Um, but over time, I think it started to slowly work on my heart because I was feeling so down about things, and I had lost sight of my dignity, and I had lost sight of who I was, and and that picture, her face was constantly reminding me yeah. of who I was, you know. And you mentioned too that just. Like the dignity of being a woman, what was it about the image you think that struck you? Because you know, because you hear and the church warns against this about having too antiquated a view of Mary that the modern woman can't relate to her. Mm. As a teenager, you related to her. Oh yeah, but she's I would disagree. Dressed. I would totally disagree with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just because she's timeless. Uh -huh. You know, I mean, the the stuff of the world is. Um, the, the the women that are being held up today, I think, are not good examples. Right. Um, I mean, in general, yeah. in, in yeah. pop culture, you know, right. the the people who are being held up and praised are not. Um, they are far from being like Mary. Right. You know, and I think her composure, you know, like her sereneness in that picture, um, the way she holds herself in that in that image, mm. like I I wasn't holding myself that way. Mm. You know. Um, and it, that makes you feel a, a certain way when you come in contact with somebody who's holding themselves in a way that you're not, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I just knew that I was worth more than what the choices I was making, you know. Right. I knew right. that I knew that what I was doing was wrong. Um, and she was just a silent reminder of that, right. <laughs> you right. know. I think that right. it's interesting to talk about... Um, uh, the iconoclasm. I, I love mentioning that. I mean, the, the the time in the church when when people were smashing icons, mm -hmm. um, for, for you know, saying that it was because it's idolatry. You can't do this or whatever. And it was you know, faith the faithful doing it. Um, 
I think anytime you have icons smashing, it's just a, it's, it points to the fact that how powerful the images truly are, right. you know, because I can, I can sit here and talk and then I, I stop talking at a certain point, but images that are hanging on our walls are continuously talking. So, and they're speaking truth. And so you have to take them down. If you disagree, if you really bothers you, they have to come down right. and that's how you silence them. Right. Is that, you know, like, right. Right. um, and so they're, they are this silent witness that we hang up, um, that speak volumes and very loudly sometimes, you know? And yeah. so if you're not right within yourself, it's going to irk you to be sitting. I mean, that's why you hear all these stories of people wanting the Ten Commandments to come down yeah. in cities. Why? Are they bothering you? They're not bothering anybody, but they mm-hmm. are. Just their very presence because they're saying something and yeah. they're speaking. There's, you know, isn't that, right. I just think that's really interesting. But right. so Our Lady Guadalupe was speaking. Yeah. In her silence, she was speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, her head tilted down. It, you know, it, 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 it speaks to me to like kind of an image that, you know, she bows her head before God. She's not God. And it communicates to us this reverence, this humility that we're to have. Yeah. I, I got to go to Guadalupe like over a couple of years ago. Oh, that's and, so cool. Yeah, and I got off the plane and they had, they were had all this advertisement for some museum and they were had some goddess at the time of Guadalupe appearance that this horrible woman with snakes. And, oh, know, Lord. Yeah. Oh, you've seen this. I forgot the name of it. Everything. But oh. it, was like, it was like all over the place. And oh. I just thought, you all have, the most incredible image of Our Lady in the world. Yeah. And it's like, all I'm seeing is the pagan goddess yeah. here. <laughs> but the other uh, one is like converted millions, you know. But, yeah. I but, wonder if it's just like, we we kind of, did we talk about that a bit earlier? Right. Um, we get used to things, don't we? Like we get yeah. used to seeing the mountains right. in Colorado right. and we get right. used to seeing our children and our yeah. spouses and our brothers and our, you know, like we yeah. just, and we can forget how, how beautiful they are and mm-hmm. how, um, how powerful that beauty is, you know. You know, Pope Francis gave this meditation of, like when she visits a, a Marian shrine that he just pictures Our Lady like looking at him. Mm. And I read that right before I went to Guadalupe and I remember I just went, and they designed the basilica in such a way it's like, it's all about the image there, yeah. you know, and anywhere you sit, you can see the image. Mm. And, and there's like a, yeah. is there like a, a treadmill kind of a thing? That yeah. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> they just kind of rotate people. Yeah, That's like brilliant. you can get yeah. close to it underneath yeah, yeah. it and uh, look up at it. But yeah, I, I just love that thought of like the mus- mother gazing at her child. There's something yeah. so peaceful and yes. assuring that. Yeah. you're taking care of yeah okay. and i think that's the beauty of that image too she said that to Juan, didn't she mm-hmm. did don't don't you know that i'm your mother yeah you know and you're in the fold of my garment oh, and there's that so fold good. in the tilma so good we need yeah. a mother i mean i think that's yeah. why to go back to you know why do we paint her so much um because we because we love god yeah. you know but but he gave her to us as a gift mm. I, you know cardinal mazenti he wrote this wonderful short book on motherhood and he says, he said it beautifully, I don't remember how, but he basically he said, even an old man recognizes um, like more and more the gift of motherhood. Mm. You know, that it's like this beautiful thing that just unfolds the entirety of your life. Like, I, I think it's something about how she is 
you know, mothers are just, nobody loves you like your mother. You know, you could yeah. be in prison or whatever. It's yes, like everybody yes. else abandons you. I mean, Bonaventure said something like that too. Mm -hmm. You know, she embraces the most despised of sinners. Mm -hmm. And and there's something about that mystery, that bond. And we have a heavenly perfect mother. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to paint that. Yeah, right? And <laughs> yeah. many, many, many times. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah I love that. And even if you, if you didn't have a good earthly mother, um, she is for you. Right. You know? Right. So I think that can be very healing too. A lot of us carry mother wounds and, yeah, yeah. and it's like, but no, but she, she will not wound you, you know? And yeah. a lot of us carry father wounds and it's like, yeah. Christ will not, will not wound you. Yeah. you know, he is for you. And um, yeah, I think there's a, a story I heard. I don't know if it's true, but it ought to be. <laughs> but <laughs> after Michelangelo painted the, or sculpted the Pieta, somebody criticized him and said, well, you made her face kind of expressionless. Oh. And like this Italian fiery temperament, he yells at him and says, "Will you tell me what image?" Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, she's holding her dead child. You tell oh, me. Yeah, you tell me what expression. You yeah, have. yeah, I love yeah. that. It's like, how do you capture that? I mean, that's like, that's like a, you know, the suffering mm -hmm. co-redemptrix. That's unbelievable. But, yeah. but yet, art needs to try to present it. And the, you know, the popes have spoken about, you know how that's needed. I, I've got a quote here from Paul VI, I think in Vatican II, he said, speaking to artists, he said, we need, we need you. We need your collaboration in order to carry out our ministry, which consists, as you know, in preaching and rendering accessible and comprehensible to the minds and hearts of our people, the things of the spirit, the invisible, the ineffable, the things of God himself. Yeah. And he says, clothing the treasures from the heavenly realm of the spirit in words, colors, forms, making them accessible. And you think about, I mean, yeah, today we have a high literacy rate, but in the history mm -hmm. of man, how much, how many people were reading? I, I was reading like Sicily had like a 90% illiteracy in the late 1800s. Yeah, gosh. So you have to have art, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about that the other day. It's funny that you bring that up because I thought, it's the same thing like when photography came out, all the painters were like, oh no, oh yeah. no, we're in trouble. <laughs> They're not going to need us anymore. Yeah. And that's not been the case, right. you know, like right. we, we, we actually need artists. And I, and I think um, it's not just like, oh, we need to make things pretty and they're good at making things pretty. I think it's right. way deeper than that. Yeah. I really do. Um, you look back at like um, cave paintings, I think are actually some, it's some of the most inspiring art, I think, in my, cause, because it's primitive. Mm -hmm. It is the, un, we're so influenced now, right? We have influencers yeah. and we're all influenced and it's like, but that was uninfluenced. That was just primitive man needing to do that. Wow. Isn't that, that fascinating? Yeah. Like, and so I look at these cave paintings and, and they're beautiful. Yeah. They're, they're, very artistically done actually you know and the way that like the ox is painted and and how how man's portrayed hunting and it was just this yeah. um but i see that from a more aerial view that god created us to create mm -hmm. and to make images yeah i mean you know so i think that the the job of the catholic artist today is just as important as it ever was literacy or no literacy you know, but I think it did serve a function absolutely in relaying the gospel yeah. um, through through images to people that literally couldn't read and they could see what the story was based on the, on the yeah. image portrayed. 
I heard one of the popular filmmakers today, I'm forgetting which one it was, but he made some solid movies, you know, but he, he, he thought there was a special quality to the early silent movies because he, he felt like it was this, and he was a student of it. He like would mm. drive around Hollywood and knew different houses that were used in different places mm. and stuff. But he said he, he felt like it was like this pent up desire to express in film was like that initial release of it. Mm. There was a special quality. And it is. I mean, Interesting. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of like, you know, like uh-huh. the use of eyes, the expression, you know, like the Chaplin and these other oh, guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they communicate so much just their face. And yeah. Stuff, but. A funny story. I was obsessed with Charlie Chaplin as a little girl. Right. And I was Charlie Chaplin <laughs> for Halloween one year. <laughs> Can you imagine? I don't know what grade I was in. Like literally like a third grader. All of my friends were like, what the heck are you? <laughs> like, what are you? But you were accepted by the art community. Yeah. <laughs> Dressed in black and everything. Yeah. No. Yeah. But he, I think that's really interesting though. Yeah. I can even look at my own work in that way. Like that first expression going to art school yeah. and really just like, blah, like getting that yeah. out. And it's like, it was a different work for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that needed to come out, you know, yeah. and maybe that needed to come out culturally. It was just sort of like, we needed to get that out on, on in film, you know, how beautiful. And yeah. photography, really. I mean, the early early photography work is stunning. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the tintypes of people, have you ever seen like um, mm-hmm. portraits done? It, they're called tintypes. Um, it was like a chemical process on tin and they would capture people, but it was really, you should, you should Google it. They're, they're just yeah. really cool. You know, I've been watching this um, American Experience. I think it's PBS thing on on the city of New York, and it uh, was done like in two thousand five. And they had this wonderful. I don't know why it struck me so much about Central Park, but when they built, you know, they had it was undeveloped largely, or not very much developed where Central Park is today. And they mm-hmm. they purchased that land. It was a big public project, and and they wanted it to be a place where you could have people of all classes mix mm-hmm. and also just to get out of the intensity of the yeah. city. Yeah. And thank God for that. Central Park is a haven. <laughs> yeah. It's it is. So it's beautiful. beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. And Some they, of the best gardens I've ever seen in the northern part. Yeah. yeah. I, I One time I went and they, somebody pointed out to me, like, you know, they, they picked these trees, you know, and stuff to put there. And we started paying attention to the variety. And everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's this one area, I feel like it's up is it Har- my brain's not it's been a long time is up in, in Harlem like the northern northern part uh-huh. there's this area of wisteria uh-huh. and it's just stunning I mean it, it really you're just you feel like you're just transported into another world and you're in the middle of the city yeah well at the at the fountain they have um, they have a woman above the fountain I can't remember what they call it now, but mm. I heard the sculpture took a I think it was a woman that sculpted it that it's like a bronze thing and and she took a lot of heat or the artist whatever took criticism because he made her more like a peasant woman like the the skirt was full length by our standards but wasn't enough by their standards (laughs) and it was like it was an image of like an angel it's it's a winged okay and and like stirring the the waters like in john's gospel the pool of bethesda Where the angels. I bet wings. you have seen the fountain and just kind yeah. of glossed over it. Yeah, it's in movies and everything. And yeah. So like in the scripture, it talks about 
the Jews believed that the angel would stir the water, the first one in would be right. healed. And so she is there with her hand, like extending over the fountain waters. And uh, I just love that, like this was to be a place of healing for the mm. people to come. And he put this beautiful piece of art. Oh, that's stunning. Yeah, to, to communicate that. Yeah. It just, it just seems so perfect. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> in a deeply flawed city, that uh, was perfect. You know? <laughs> I wonder how many people know that that's what it is, though, you know, yeah, that yeah. pass by it. Oh, there's so many treasures in, in New York. Yeah. I really enjoyed being there when I was there. Happy to and, get away from the humidity, though. I don't miss that in, in Colorado. <laughs> and the role of an artist, like, as you see it, like culture and practice of our faith, what are some of your thoughts on that? why it's important why why do we need art yeah 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 um i think we i think we need it but there's also i think it um kind of going back to the cave paintings it's it's there it's a part of our human nature so it needs to come it needs to express itself i think and mm -hmm. and god has a place for that um so i think it's just that it's that it's there and there is a need, um, but it doesn't just fulfill the need. It, you know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like it, it really is like it's a part of our human nature um, to be creative, you know. Right. And, and more specifically, as art, like there's jobs for artists, but right. I think every human is creative. Um, mm -hmm. We're all called to, to act creatively in our own lives. Um, but then there's a specific role of, of, uh, of artists. I like going back to... Um, God calling out the skilled workers in the Old Testament, you know, right. like going all the way back there. Right. He said, I've given you, it was Bezalel and, and some other, one other person, I can't remember the, the name, but um, I've given you the wisdom and understanding. And now, and people are going to bring, you know, scarlet stuff and acacia wood and, and all these mm. precious things for you to put together to, to make my holy temple. Yeah, there's you such know. a big deal made about despoiling the Egyptians of their jewelry. Yeah. yeah that's mentioned several times in Exodus. Yeah, that yeah. The women gave them their jewelry and they used that, you know, to melt Yeah, they them. melted it yeah. down and, yeah. and made the Ark of the Covenant. And I mean, but what a sign though, right? Like yeah. I think that, um, I think all art is, I think all art is important. I mean, you in a hundred years from now, they're, they're going to look back and see what they're going to look at what was in our museums and what we were holding up as important right. they, they will look at that you know yeah. it's a part of a human history is art history is a part of human history right. um but i i think that seeing the old testament like what what was going on then you know giving art specifically to the honor of god is its own thing too like that that's really powerful we're taking our the, the idols, you know, we, we all have an idol of money today. I'm pretty sure I can say that confidently, <laughs> myself included, <laughs> you know. But it, but God still today is calling us to take that and melt it, you know, burn mm -hmm. it down and 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 honor me with um, with a, build build me a beautiful church. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many ugly churches do we, do mm -hmm. we have today? You know, and we, we should see the beauty in them anyway. I don't mean to, yeah. to to bash any churches, but it's like, but we've forgotten that importance though. I think in yeah. general of um, beauty is due to him, right? You know, right. and it's our job. You know, he has called certain people to specifically be artists for the church. Yeah. Um, 
and and yeah, we we really we need to honor that I think today yeah. in a way that that they did in the Old Testament. Um, I remember being on a pilgrimage in France, and and they had like a secular. He was a fallen away Catholic. He was the tour guide, and he was talking about Notre Dame, and and I remember the way he talked about. He was in love with Notre. You know, aesthetically, he was just like nuts about it, and uh, and he talked about over like two hundred years or something how France was just throwing its primo artisans to, mm. to create this. And I just, it just struck me as so powerful that you have a whole country and a culture that it's gonna, and today I was like shocked, you know, when Notre Dame was burning, how you know, they came out and said, we're gonna build it exactly the way yeah. it was. Yeah. Even though we don't go to church, we recognize the importance Isn't of Isn't <laughs> that fascinating? Yeah. I yeah. saw that online. I saw people singing hymns in the street yeah, outside yeah. of the cathedral yeah. as it was burning. And it's like, you know, the, the, a lot of people that have just lost their faith there and and yet they hold that because it, it, it symbolizes something. It's yeah. like it's an ident a national identity, right. you know. Yeah. Um, but how, oh, it's like, God, please heal that. Yeah. You know, please reclaim that, and and right. you know, I don't know, just really powerful. But uh, but beauty does that. I mean, there's there's people who are. Um, it, it's a sign to the to the world. There's mm -hmm. atheists that come into our cathedrals and cry, and they don't right. know why they're crying. Right. And these are very intelligent people, right. you know, right. but they are moved just yeah. because of the beauty. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's that really is very powerful. And, and that is why our churches should be beautiful. It should be that you are you're leaving one realm and entering another one. This is right. this is heaven coming down. Yeah. You know, this is where God meets us. And um, I heard a beautiful quote from this Orthodox um, architect, Dr. Rissick, Rissick, Rissick. I can't remember his name now, but um, he described it so beautifully. He's like, this is where we set the table like Abraham did mm. in preparation for the guests, mm -hmm. you know, and the guest is, is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And right. it has to look a certain way. Yeah. It has to be worthy to hold the icons and, and the Eucharist and, and the congregation of people. Right. And uh, it's a very moving quote. Yeah, yeah that's what it, I think sacred art and, you know, maybe sometimes you know, some communities like the use of Latin and things that it speaks of another realm. You know, we don't speak Latin to one another. It's a dead language, mm -hmm. but we use it to worship. You know, it, it trying to get us, you know, gestures, genuflections, clothing and stuff, you know, it's all mm -hmm. pointing us to something above the normal, yeah. you know, that yeah. gets us in that space. And yeah. yeah, and it's why we should dress a certain way too. I mean, yeah. I don't think badly of anybody that mm -hmm. dresses poorly coming to church. It's like you're always grateful yeah. people are there, right. but, but it's a sign. It's a physical sign, just yeah. like anything else is, that this is something set aside. It's something different. Something different is happening here. Right. And we make a sign of that. You yeah. know, in, in the way that we conduct ourselves too. I love like traveling around and just like going to a church and it just seemed like it kind of sets your, it captivates your attention that I think I was sharing with you a quote I heard about uh, John of the Cross where he would bring like the novices out into the woods and the nature um, to, to keep their attention, to captivate mm -hmm. them to lift their minds to God, you know, otherwise they're daydreaming or whatever. Yeah. Isn't that I kind mean, of consoling <laughs> that that happened so long ago? Yeah. It's so, like, I, I tend to blame, like, you know, modern day technology on my lack of attention span, you know, right? <laughs> but, but we're just like that. Humans are just like that, yeah. 
Yeah, it was like, so you go and you like a historic, an old church, and you think of like immigrants, or whatever, just you know, giving all their money to build the most beautiful thing, and the artisan doing this. It's it's beautiful when you think about that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it expresses their faith. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's a beauty that lasts longer than the people that that may, I mean, I really hope that um, some of the stuff that I make just way, way outlives me. Right. You know, that they just forget who painted it, and yet it still yeah. will inspire people when they look at it. Right. And just think, oh gosh, look at look at that face, yeah. you know. And what I can you, see God in that. What do you think of like like modern film, and like just the technical? Because it is it is dazzling today, right? Oh yeah. And yeah. even script writing and things, I think, is even. I mean, I hate to admit it, but it just it's like your know, television, cable series, and stuff. <laughs> Much higher level than Sanford and Son and everything growing up, you know. <laughs> you know, in terms of, I mean, they can show evil, they can show wickedness, and dress mm. it up and make it, you know, whatever, you know, be attractive. And there's a great skill that they've really developed and honing. What? How do you see film and its like artistic merits and what it's supposed to be doing? And yeah. Um... Gosh, you know, I grew up with, um, I, I'm a child of the 80s. And uh, <laughs> my the version of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe that I grew up with is a far cry from yeah. the one. <laughs> it would, but I thought it looked so real. Yeah. I was really like, oh, it's a Pegasus. Like, But it really, yeah. now when I see it through my t you know, eyes yeah. of today, I could see that it's like a, a marker drawing on paper that they superimposed <laughs> onto the film. Right. But I totally believed it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I think Jonathan. Do you ever hear Jonathan Peugeot? He's from Canada. Mm. He's a and um is an icon carver. He's got some really interesting YouTube videos. He has more of an opinion on. He speaks a lot about modern film uh -huh. and the signs of today, the symbols that are rising up in the culture, um, and what that has to you know what that says about our our current culture and how um, just all the different tropes that keep on popping up throughout right. throughout the centuries. It's no different today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't have as well of a formed opinion as he as he yeah. does. But um, I do see that um, a lot of uh, a lot of Christian motifs are actually sneaking back in in a weird way, uh, hidden for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I know, like the Avengers, like there's just a lot of like religious themes coming back in um, to the cinema, and I, yeah. I find that really interesting. It's almost like the more we the more we get rid of God in our culture, the more we make a religion of something else. And it, again, it goes back to like, um, it's a part of our nature. Spirituality is a part of our nature. Like art is a part of the caveman. Like mm. it, it is, it's here to stay, guys. I mean, mm. you go ahead and reject Catholicism, yeah. but you're really just going to replace it with something else that looks kind of similar. Yeah. You know, yeah. isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you, I know we just have a few minutes left, mm. but... You studied art history. Do you have a period that you love? That oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, you know, um, you'd think I would say like like iconography, but it <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah. liked all of it. Is that sort of a cop out answer? <laughs> I, you know, what I really I loved studying um, art from like Tibet, like other other cultures, like uh -huh. miniature Indian paintings. I loved, yeah. and I think it was just because of that tedious. The little tiny, and which is funny because I like iconography, which is very tedious work. Um, so I just, I loved, I loved learning about different cultures. 
too. But a, a certain period, what, what I, what I, the one that I like the least but find the most interesting is uh, Dada art. Did you ever hear? Did you ever hear about that period of time? Mm. So it was a period of time where it was like the human spirit going through the war. Um, and it was the artwork was horrible. Like it's all just dissonant noise and um, horrible, like just bad painting. It was bad art. But what's interesting about it is that you can see the pain of mm. the human going through war, a what time, time of war. Was it? Dada. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, it was World War. I think it was World War One. I. I could okay. be. I mean, don't yeah. quote me now, but mm. yeah. <laughs> I have to look that up. I can't mm. remember. I went to a show. I forget what state I was in, but they had a Dada exhibit, um, and it is. It's just. It's very interesting. It's very very interesting. But but it's. I think it's one of those things where it's like people. I hear so many people are just like I hate modern art. It's awful. And whether you like it or not, I think it's worthy to look at because it is yeah. just, a, it's the human. It's right. the human experience. So like art history gives us um, the story and art history gives us the the human right. in it, in yeah. the history. Isn't yeah. that, I mean, yeah. so it's almost like you can experience what the psyche of the people was yeah. like at that time, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I think film's yeah. interesting that way too, like the 1970s or... Yes. 80s you know just see the differences my brother used to always point that out about 80s films were much more hopeful than yeah, they always ended with a song yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah they were hopeful yeah. though weren't they yeah yeah the 70s were kind of gritty and uh, yeah. That, but uh it definitely expresses the uh the people though yeah yeah, yeah art imitates life right so right. yeah and i think the same thing goes today if you if you look at modern art today there's a lot of really good modern art out there and there's a lot of there's a lot of bad mm -hmm. um but it either way it speaks to the culture it, right. if you find modern art disturbing it's because there's a lot of disturbing things mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are disturbed and right. and and christ isn't at the the forefront and so there's a longing in, in the artwork i think mm -hmm. you know or, or a sadness even i'm generalizing um there's a lot but there is a lot of good art good artwork out there We'll, we'll close with this. What would you tell like a young high school person, artistic, struggling, <laughs> hasn't found God? What would you tell them? Hasn't found God yet? Yeah. I hope they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I, I think that if, if you find yourself with the skill you know, there's a, there's hope and there's a place for you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and God has a plan for, for good and not for destruction, you know, right. um, and life gets better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and if you feel like you don't fit in, you right. know, nobody really does right. anyway. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, but you'll find your place. You know, yeah. I found my place. I didn't yeah. fit in very much in high school. I was kind of, I had my friends. I had some right. really sweet friends, yeah. but, um, I definitely felt more at home in art school. We'll say it that way, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but God, God has a plan for you, and uh, and and I really, I do think too. It's like you have to discern if that's going to be, um, if your gift is going to be used for the church or just used for the the world in general, you know. Um, yeah. And and both are worthy. Both are yeah. worthy uh, causes and, and and a gift that He's given you to use.
regardless mm-hmm. of how you use it, you know. Mm-hmm. But always, always um, stay far away from blasphemy with your artwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, yeah. for thinking of this.